Welcome to Postcards to the Universe with Melissa Caprio. Do you believe in magic? What if you were told that all you had to do was get a little creative and work a magic spell to bring anything you can imagine into your life? Here on Postcards to the Universe, we will share manifesting, tips, postcards, creativity, abundance, and prosperity. Here is your host, Melissa Caprio. Hey everybody, welcome to Postcards to the Universe with Melissa, creating the life you crave. I hope you guys are doing well. How's everybody doing? I have a really great show today. I have author, psychic, and medium Isabeau Maxwell as my guest, and she is going to join me in a few minutes. I'm really excited to speak with her today. So there's kind of like a running joke with my producer, Chris, that every time I have a guest, I always ask them where they're calling from because I live vicariously through everybody else as they get to enjoy the weather changes that happen, except I am in South Florida and it is September 27th and it is still very warm and the humidity has been off the charts. So for all of you that are getting to experience fall weather, I'm so jealous. You're so lucky. Oh my God, I wish. I can't wait until it breaks over here, but it will at some point. Probably in two more months. Just kind of get through the next two months. Okay, so to my regulars, I want to give a big shout out. Thank you so much for joining me each week. I really appreciate you. It means the world to me. And if you're joining me for the first time, I want to say welcome. And I hope you keep coming back. And just so you know that any show that you listen to, we do put up in the archives on Ohm Times Radio. And I also upload it on my website, Postcards to the Universe, as my podcast. Podcast. So yeah, keep coming back, please. A little bit about me, if you're just listening to me the first time. I'm an artist. I'm a photographer. I'm also an author, and I have a book, and it's called Postcards to the Universe, Harness the Universe's Power, and Manifest Your Dreams. And my book's all about manifesting. It's about manifesting abundance. And what I do is I have people create a manifesting postcard I photograph their postcard, and when their manifestation becomes their reality, I share their stories along with the postcard. So that's basically what's in the book. There's 30 of those stories, and I broke it down into, you know, the major areas of our life where we want more abundance, which is in our health and our career, money, of course, and love, relationships, all that good stuff. So my book came out, um, it's coming up on four years. I can't even believe it. It's, I think it was like the end of November, four years ago. And it, it, it released right before COVID. So it wasn't really the best time to launch a new book. I had all these book tours lined up and shows I was going to be on and, you know, everything kind of shut down. So I decided now that I'm coming up on the four year mark that I was going to start doing live readings from my book. I break them down in these five-minute videos, and you can follow along. You can watch them and listen to the book. Um, I'm doing that on Instagram and TikTok, LinkedIn, and YouTube. So if you're interested, yeah, follow along. Just, you know, hit me a like and a comment if you like the book. I would appreciate it. I just felt like I felt called. I don't know why the thought came I felt called to do it, and usually I follow my instinct when that happens. If you have been listening to me, I also ask each week that people listening send me a manifesting postcard. 
Um, please send them. I love getting them. Just got another one yesterday. Um, if you can, um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's kind of like a little mini vision board, but you can find out how to create one and the address where to send it on my website, postcardstotheuniverse.com. And of course, you can always email me and I will help you. Yeah, please send them because those things really, really work. They're pretty amazing and they're fun to do. I've also been sharing that I'm doing workshops. I'm going to be doing a manifesting um, workshop, a one-off on a Saturday. I think we're going to start that in the new year. It's going to be online so you can create one um, and join me on that workshop. But I've also been talking about another workshop that I'm running right now, and it runs Thursday evenings. It's 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern time. It is called Manifesting Through Gratitude, a Visual Journey. And it runs five weeks. You can do it from the comfort of your home. You can find out more about the workshop if you go again to my website, postcardstotheuniverse.com. It tells you all about the workshop, the link to sign up if you're interested. And basically, we're going to be using gratitude to manifest because the more grateful we are, the more things we have to be grateful for. And the way that I like to do it is I use my camera phone. So I'm teaching people how to use their, their phone, their cameras on their phones as a tool to manifesting using gratitude, taking pictures of the things we already have. But of course, you know, I have it all broken down. I have writing exercises. We're going to do relationships and love and our bodies and health and money and all that fun stuff. So yeah, if you're interested, let me know, um, sign up, or if you have any questions, reach out. Okay, so I share a magical message that I post on my social media each week. It's an image of a postcard, a manifesting postcard that I mentioned earlier that I photograph with an affirmation. And I decided, since I'm doing the readings with the book now, I decided to re-photograph the postcards that are in my book. And I'm just giving a little blurb of the contributor's story um, when I release the postcard. So you either have to listen to my readings to hear the full story, or of course, you have to get the book. And this week's is Falling in Love with Myself. And this is Dana's story. And Dana's story is about how she let go of a lot of toxic relationships and stuff in her life and how she found herself again and found love for herself. So it's a really, really good story. All right. So now to get to my guest today, I love having guests because I talk to myself all the time. I hear my own thoughts in my own head and I like meeting new people doing really interesting things. So Isabeau, Bo Maxwell is one of the leading spiritual coaches in intuitive development today. Isabeau brings deep channeled knowledge and personal understanding to the field of spirituality. She has helped people connect to their authentic, natural, intuitive abilities for over 15 years. Isabeau is the founder of the award-winning intuitive development course called The Sage Method, She's the author of the best-selling book, Cracking Open, Adventures of a Reluctant Medium, I love that title, and the creator of the popular online community, The Sage Circle. 
She is internationally recognized medium, touching the lives of people across the world, known for her compassion and accuracy. She brings peace and comfort to many through her energy work, transformative sessions, and teachings. And if you want to follow along while you're listening or to find out more about her, you can visit her website. It's called the Sage, S-A-G-E, method.com. Welcome, Isabeau. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'm really excited to talk to you. I am excited to chat with you, too. We've got this very similar vibe, and we're out there doing some of the same stuff, and I was looking forward to getting on the line with you. Oh, good. I know. I, I, I swear, psychics and psychic mediums and people that are really like in touch with that part of themselves, it's like so fascinating to me because I know that I'm very intuitive and I have had some psychic flash flashes here and there, but I don't do that work on a regular basis. So share a little bit about you and how, was this something that you were born with or did it come to you later? And I love the title of your book, Adventures of a Reluctant Medium, (laughs) Cracking Open. (laughs) All right. I'll let you share your story. Go ahead. No, that the title could not be more perfect because I was seriously reluctant. It was quite, so the book itself, uh, it, it turned out to be a really popular book. I'm, when we're off of this line. I'm getting your book too, because I am in love with what you're doing. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank yeah, you so much. Just, so I'm totally going to jump into my story, but if I could ask a question also about your sure. book as well. Sure. Um, are you also, you must be getting feedback from people who yes. wish to manifest and then they read your book and then manifesting becomes easier as a re- simple result of reading your book. Yes. Yes, that uh, does happen. Yeah. That does happen. Yes. People are like, oh, because I get really in detail. You know, like I, I go through the being using our creativity for manifesting. But when you read the book, it's, it's very detailed and there's a lot of writing exercises. So it gets, it helps people get really clear on, mm-hmm. on what it is they want because a lot of people don't really know what they want. They kind of know what they don't want and they may want to feel more joy or they may want to be happy, but they're not really sure what that looks like. What does happiness mean to you? You know, to all of us, it's different. So it gets really in depth. And then I have tons of really fun exercises in the book, especially Mm -hmm. around manifesting health and money, you know, fun games we can play. So it kind of gets us to retrain our brain because we are always thinking about our problems and what we don't want. And we don't want to do that anymore. So, yeah, I love that. And that, and that's a lot of um, a lot of the teaching that happens for my students is through sometimes witnessing other possibilities mm-hmm. and just seeing somebody else's experience. Oh, they can do it. You know, I can do it, too. So that's my if, if I was the poster girl mm-hmm. for if I can do it, you can do it, too. That would work. That would fit who I am, really. Because I was 32 years old. I wasn't born with it. Mm -hmm. I was 32. And uh, my grandmother passed away. And the the shortest version is that she showed up in my living room. Wow. And it was was a night and day wow, um, a little bit of fear, Mm -hmm. all of that Mm -hmm. mixed in. Because 
up to that point, I was skeptic. I was a math major in co- I have a math, I have a degree from college in mathematics. I mean, I'm, mm. I am not the person who right. would have ever thought would have <laughs> followed this path. And so here I am two in the afternoon, you know, I just hung up with the hospice house. I wasn't able to be near her. I was a couple mm. states away and, um, yeah, it was really hard because I was really close to her and I was standing there in my living room trying to figure out what the heck to do. And she showed up right in front of wow. me, like 10 feet in front of me, looked right at me. She was about 70% solid. Wow. Now you were awake. You weren't dreaming. This was in, you were in your waking state, right? You weren't asleep when this happened. Fair question. Absolutely. (laughs) Fair question. I even personally myself searched for reasons why this happened, you know, Uh was I whatever, but it was the middle of the day. I had just gotten off the phone. I came out in the living room and my, my family said, we're going to go to the store. We're going to get you some some snacks and some comfort food. Mm. And I'm like, that's wonderful. I was alone in my apartment and I was trying to decide, do I fall apart or do I get an airline Mm. ticket? What do I, I, it was that, what, it was that grief moment of what do I do? What do I do now? Like I knew it was coming, but what do I do? And uh, it was right. It was also not out of the corner of my eye. Mm-hmm. which is a very common thing for a lot of us to experience yes. that situation. And if you remind me, I can tell you a little bit more about how that all works too. But yes. but in front of me, she's right there. She tur- She was standing sideways too, which was odd. And she mm. turned and looked at me and winked and smiled and then disappeared. And I wow. remember just, yeah, I, I remember thinking, okay, okay, talk yourself out of this. Nothing like <laughs> this has ever happened. This that was grief. That was a hallucination. Yeah. That was grief. And now, I I'm I was so out of touch with spirituality. I now know that many mm. people have experiences of their yeah. loved ones saying goodbye in the death process. But I didn't yes. know that. Yeah. So I went to bed, didn't say a word. Woke up the next day. My husband at the time said, "Wow, I had the most realistic dream last night of your grandma. This is what she was wearing." And he literally described what she was wearing when she showed up. And I went, oh, boy, wait a minute. Wow. Yeah. I just got goosebumps. I just got goosebumps when you're telling me that. That is wild. This is is how the whole, the cracking open adventures of a reluctant medium book starts. Because it's Mm -hmm. the first two years of me going from knowing absolutely nothing to being open and working as a professional intuitive and as a spiritual coach and teacher and um, I just, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm half embarrassed to say this, but I'm half excited to share because somebody might relate, but yeah. I didn't know what to do. So I thought I'm going to see if this is real because I kind of want it to be. Sure. And um, I went, the only person I knew that was even close to spiritual was a Tai Chi instructor in, a, in the town. And so I went okay. to him and I was like, I awkwardly, this man is just the nicest man on the planet because obviously he still accepted me after this moment. But I remember walking up to him going, you're the strangest person I know. Can you help me? <laughs> and he just embraced me. He was like, oh, all right, yeah. lady, you're, you're adorable. Come on. And he helped me with yes and no pendulum work. And I started mm. using that. I'd say about four or five months later, I saw her again. Wow. It took months, but then I finally saw her again. And then I started seeing more spirits, and, and here I am today. 
Wow. Well, yeah, because now you're light. You're like a beacon for the other side. <laughs> I always think of it like that, like a lighthouse. You know, the people that are like tuned in, like they see you and they're like, oh, she can see us, you know, let's go. I had my sister passed away in June of last year and I've had two visitations, but I was asleep. But okay. I do know the difference because I've had many dreams and it, I can't explain the difference. I can only tell you that if you have the experience, you know the difference. So I did have two visitations from her in my sleep and I was so excited to see her. So yeah, it's pretty wild. I mean, I've always been into this stuff since I was a teenager, you know? So like to me, I love hearing these stories. I love it. That's amazing. Well, I'm very sorry for your, for your loss. I'm so grateful that she was able to come through and now the dreams when they come through Mm -hmm. I mean so now I've been open for like about 18 years now and uh, I've I've worked with so many people I work with people all across the globe at this point but the dreams that come through like that that you're just that you're talking about are Mm -hmm. they're so realistic you were there so you wake yeah. up feeling like you might have napped, but before the nap, you met with her. So it's a it's a hard thing to explain to people, but it's a dream that you can't forget because yeah. it happened just the same way yesterday happened to you. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It has a different feel to it. So now that you're open and you connect with people on the other side for other people, how do they show up for you? Because I know everybody's different. I've had many different psychics, mediums on my show. I know, and you can explain the difference between a psychic and a medium for those who don't don't know. But how do they show up for you? Is it a thought? Do you see? Do you hear? Is it a combination? I'm very curious. I love to hear how it happens for people. <laughs> um. I, I I now know why it happens the way it happens for me. Uh, okay. For me, when I communicate with the spirit, um, it's I know. First off, it's not really like the movies where right. they're just walking through the rooms. Right. That happens every now and then. There was there was one guy that I saw at a drugstore once. I, I had to take a double take. I'm like, wait, you look <laughs> no. Okay. All right. That's yeah, awesome. All right. I'm not gonna look. <laughs> I'm not going to look crazy. I'm just going to get my deodorant and go home. Um, but for the most part, it's it's a combination of like a feeling. And then it looks to me outside as I see outside of myself. So okay. if I close my eyes, I don't see anything. Um, mm-hmm. And I now know that that was because that was my sort of fear-based mechanism in the beginning. Close your sure. eyes, close your eyes, but go away. So right. I kind of trained myself that when my eyes are closed, I don't see them. And that's the case. So I see them outside of myself, you know, four or five feet away. When I know that there's a spirit around that wants to communicate at this point, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, there was always that, there was always that free for all moment where I I saw one and then I saw another and then I saw another. Mm -hmm. It's a gradual growth until you're like, wow, they're, they're like everywhere I go, I'm seeing someone. Sure. I did learn how to kind of, practice ignore that's what I call it mm-hmm. so it's like some people say turning it off I'm like mm-hmm. mind the practice ignoring when okay. a message is coming through that has to come through they show up kind of like a heat signature you know like a heat wave over a uh-huh. hot road that put that into oh, the shape yeah. of a person and then that's oh, interesting. how I kind of know that there's somebody near me 
And then um, what I do then is I will defocus. And now this is actually a tip that your listeners Mm -hmm. might really love. Um, The defocusing is the key to it. And a lot of us don't think about this. This is where the out of the corner of your eye thing comes in. Mm -hmm. A lot of us see something out of the corner of our eye and then we turn to look to find it and it's gone. Yeah. There's a reason for that. Yeah. And this one piece of knowledge has opened up so many people intuitively because everyone can do this. Uh, What you need to do is what's happening is you have to relax your gaze. You have to relax Mm -hmm. your focus because when we're focused on the material world, that's not where spirit is. That's not Mm -hmm. where intuition is. That's not where anything is. So when we let go of the world around us and sort of forget about it, some people close their eyes, some people defocus, that's when you start to actually see. And that's Mm -hmm. why your peripheral is defocused. That's why you saw something in your peripheral because Mm -hmm. it was in a defocused state. So when we know that, we can kind of put two and two together what we can do is we can relax into relaxing our gaze and that's how I see. So I'll get kind of this heat signature feeling kind of thing coming through when I turn my focus towards the spirit and relax my gaze. I let, I say it like this. I let the world around me kind of fall away. Mm-hmm. That's when I can see them more clearly. Mm. Now. So when they want to communicate something to you, do you get thoughts that you know now, but because you've been doing it for a while that are not yours come into your mind, or do you actually hear words from them? This is, this is where um, psychic versus medium yeah, okay. has, a big, has a big difference. Yeah, this is a great okay. place to talk about that because psychic is um, almost like submersing yourself in the energy of a space or a person or, or a thing or a time or an event, whereas mm-hmm. medium is a conversation. So okay. the way that I explain it to people is if you were going to sit down and do a reading for a person and that person was symbolically a large body of water, like a big lake, mm-hmm. a psychic would run off the dock and jump into the lake and just submerse themselves and then pick up information. Whereas okay. a medium would run to the end of the dock and then stand there and have to wait for a stupid boat to pull up with a deceased person in it. <laughs> and then they'd have to get in. <laughs> and then the deceased person would be like, we're going to go over to this part of the lake and talk about this. So hmm. psychics can dive in. Mediums um, are reliant on the information from you know a conscious source, say it that way. Wow. Another way to say it is like, I tell my friends, if I lose my keys, I can't just go, where are my keys? I, okay. you know, and like think of where they are psychically. But if a deceased uh-huh. person shows up, I'm going to ask them, Hey, do you know where my <laughs> keys are? And, and they would tell me that's the difference uh, between okay. psychics and mediums. That's so fascinating. Now, do you see, do you do private readings? Like if anybody's listening and they're like, oh, I really love the way she's talking about it. I would love to talk to my mother or my grandmother or my husband or whatever. Do you do private readings or do you teach people like, because I know, because we're going to also talk about what the SAGE method is and what you teach and everything probably after the break, because we only have a few minutes before the break. But do you have one-on-one readings with clients? You know, it's really interesting that you're asking that you're asking that question right now because I just started 
taking readings on a week ago again. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I actually took like a three-year break. I think it was about three years. It was a long break. I do a lot of teaching and I work with a lot of people through the Sage Method. And I was on the road traveling for about two and a half years, just straight traveling. And it just, I need to be in a calm, good space for my client. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. And so we landed like two months ago and all of a sudden everything settled in really peacefully. And I said, you know what? It's time to do sessions again. So I actually just a week ago opened up. Yeah, I do one-on-one sessions. I love them. I do coaching. I do intuitive sessions and then also do spiritual clearing. That's great. No, that's good for anybody who's like, oh, yeah, I really, really need to do this, you know. So as you just said your intuitive session. So I know you, you, you talk about the difference between intuition versus imagination. So how do we know the difference between the two? The, the overall feel that we, we should think about when we're trying mm-hmm. to determine, because everyone has said, did I make that up? Like, was that right? Me? Everyone yeah. said that. But the yes. number one thing to start to learn to feel is mm-hmm. a pull or a push. There's okay. either a pull happening or a push happening. We're not aware right. of it when we're just consciously saying out loud, did I make that up? I'm not sure. If you're not sure, I want you to sit, go back mm-hmm. to what just happened, and see if you can feel a pull or a push. A push is going to be your imagination. You're pushing this into reality and saying, okay, this is my thought that that I'm creating. A pull Mm -hmm. is out of left field. It's just like I got pulled in this direction and I Mm -hmm. didn't expect it. So it's, yeah. Imagination is like sitting down and and to eat dinner and, Mm -hmm. and intuition is like a fly that zooms in the room and hits you in the side of the head. And you're like, wait a minute, what? Huh? (laughs) So yeah, yeah, it's, is two totally different things. And I also tell people, because people work really, really hard not to use their imagination in hopes mm-hmm. that they can really just really be intuitive. And I, I totally get that. But sometimes I tell people, set set a stage with your imagination right. and, then, and then consciously stop your imagination. Like set the stage and then stop and hold mm-hmm. still and see if anything comes in. If something comes in, that's intuition. So yeah. that's a technique. That's a training technique. I tell people, try it, try it, try it, because you're going to start to feel that difference. Wow. Yeah, that's really, really interesting. There's so much more I want to talk to you about. So we're going to take our break here. And then when we okay. come back, I'm going to ask you. i got a lot more questions for you. All right, guys, stay tuned. And we'll be back in just a few minutes. Everyone has a story. I have a story. You have a story. We all have a story. As I see it, you have three choices. Allow your story to define you, use it to excuse you, or utilize it as a method to empower you. It's your life. You have the power. You choose. Rewrite your story on finduniquelyyou.com. Hi. I'm Melissa Caprio from Postcards to the Universe, creating the life you crave. Do you believe in magic? What if I told you all you had to do was get a little creative and work a dream spell to bring anything you can imagine into your life? Well, guess what? I've got the spell for you. 
Postcards to the Universe, a global movement for manifestation, is a casting magical tool for you to use whenever you want. How does living in passion sound to you? Join me in my movement where you get to create in the magical playground. Let's think outside the box and do some playful conjuring. By casting out our desires with a manifesting postcard, we explore our hearts and allow the alchemy of our dreams to appear. And don't forget to tune in each week here on Ohm Times Radio with my show, Postcards to the Universe, Creating the Life You Crave at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. I share tips on creativity, abundance, and prosperity, and you will be introduced to the coolest guests, trailblazers, mystics, and creatives who enrich our lives. Hey, everybody, and welcome back. If you're just joining me today, I have psychic and medium and author of the uh, Cracking Open Adventures of a Reluctant Medium, Isabeau Maxwell, with me. And we're going to talk about the SAGE method. I want to get into that, too, but but I have so many other questions that I want to ask you first before we get into that. So this is what you talk about. And this is, I want to ask, and everybody I know is interested in this. What is the crossing over process like when somebody dies? Now, after my sister died, my mother and my other sister and I, we all got readings from different psychics and we've gotten very similar things that were told to us, but I want to hear what, what you have found that the crossing over process looks like. Well, I've done uh, crossing over work for the last, you know, 15, 16 years, something like this. And mm. it's been so rewarding. The way that I talk about the crossing over process, I talk about it not in any specific titles or identifications or terms because, you know, there's, I work with people all over the globe and there's so many beautiful traditions, but the way that it, it, I've experienced it is we have three bodies when we're here Mm -hmm. on earth, we've got the physical body, we have our spirit, which is like our Mm -hmm. spiritual body. And then we have what I call the programming mind. That's the, the, that's who we are here in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. And what happens when somebody passes is that two, their two bodies, leave the third body. So the spirit and the programming mind leave the physical body. That's that moment where we're all, you know, where Mm -hmm. where we witness the death happen. And the individual will then go through what I call the in-between and they're crossing over and their reviewal process, really, to review their lifetime. And as they go through that review, they will slowly then shed that programming body, that that um, Mm. kind of human identity piece that they had here in life. And that's when the spiritual body then crosses over, completely releases from this linear timeline, reconnects with with their higher self. Mm. So interesting. Now, do do spirits get stuck in their their transition? Do they get stuck? They do. Interesting. Yeah, they do. They do. But the thing about this is, because it can mm-hmm. sound kind of scary. They, yeah. I mean, if someone said this to me, I'd be like, nope, I'm done. Let's talk about coffee. <laughs> right. like, I don't want to talk about something else, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, but every time I've ever seen a spirit stuck, which, by the way, is it's not often. 
that a spirit gets okay. stuck. But every time I've seen one, there's always been a fear-based factor. Hmm. And I have seen so many different reasons why spirits are stuck. I do crossing over work. It's it's okay. one of the, I, I work with real estate. I work with people who um, have attachments, things like this. So I do a mm-hmm. lot of crossing over work. That's kind of oh, what wow. I'm known for in the circles. And I have seen moms scared to miss a graduation ceremony. Mm-hmm. And that's the fear that holds them there. I have seen people who are terrified that they're going to, you know, burn in hell. And then that's the fear that holds them there. So mm. it, there's always a fear involved that will, you know, there's always exceptions to everything. There's all possibilities in the in-between, but it's typically a fear that holds people there. So what I tell people is this is an automatic pull. When somebody passes, it is automatic. There's no stopping it. Mm-hmm. Um, every every moment that they move through their transition process feels better and better because they're reuniting and reconnecting into the purest form of unconditional love. Right. So it's uh, it, so it's a very warm, wonderful, loving, healing experience. And there there is indeed souls that we are connected to that are reaching their hand out to help us from the other side to, yeah. to come over as well. So. All that process is, is very true to form. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, sometimes someone will be fearful. And the analogy I use is in order for a spirit to be stuck, it would be like digging your heels into the sides of like a people mover or an escalator. Mm-hmm. You do need to consciously stop yourself from crossing. So we don't get stuck in a bad way. Mm-hmm. We get stuck if we have something to process or we don't want to go crossover. Interesting. Yeah, that that makes sense to me. And I have heard from people who have had near-death experiences where they've met their loved ones, but they're informed that they can go back. It's not, it's not their time yet, right? So then they come back yeah. and then they share their experience. Now, you mentioned something of people are afraid of going to hell. Now, I've always, I don't believe in hell, you know? And so what, what do people who you know, come from that traditional religious background who were told that if you're not a good person, you go to hell. Like, what really happens? That is actually most of the individuals that I've run into that were stuck. I, it really okay. is. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when I stepped into, it, like, the book Crossing Over talks about how I step into doing this type of work mm-hmm. um, or cracking open. I'm getting that backwards. The book Cracking Open <laughs> talks about my crossing over work. Oh, right. Go. I got that. Um, I got that. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So when I started doing it, I guess I whimsically thought, oh, am I going to see like a knight from like 14 to what, you know? Yeah. Right. No. There's a no. It's like most of the individuals that are stuck are stuck once once this fear-based kind of control platforms came, came in. in. Mm, and while we have beautiful, you know, I work with all traditions. There's mm-hmm. my teaching style is not based in any one particular tradition. My teaching style is right. human, not right. not religious. Um, and there are all forms of religions have beautiful, amazing, 
wonderful groups within them, but all forms mm-hmm. of religion also have those ones that should just call it a day. And yeah. they cause more harm than they yeah. cause good. People yeah. that walk through that will get stuck mm-hmm. because in the in-between, because you don't have the physical body, oh, this is going to totally resonate with the work you do too. Because you don't have the physical body in the in-between, there mm-hmm. are no limitations to manifesting. Right. There are none, right? The only thing mm-hmm. that's stopping us and getting in our way is our own mind and body. So in the in-between, even though you still have your programming mind, without that physical body kind of anchoring you into linear time, you can really create anything in the in-between. So mm. this means that if somebody wants to create a, a warm blanket and hot chocolate to make them feel comforted as they're crossing through, they absolutely can. The same thing goes if somebody did something wrong on earth, they mm. die, they go into the in-between, and they have been convinced by their religion that they're going to this place titled hell. Wow. Then then when they're looking at the light, they're going to see what they are scared of. They're going to see <gasps> what they think that they're seeing. So the fear is really, so people say, well, why can't I manifest anything I want? You can in the in-between. You can't in, in this life because you've got a body. Wow. So, so that's what I usually run into. Yeah. You know, you're the first person and I've heard many people talk about it where I just got like a aha moment. Like that really totally makes sense because when you hear the stories of the people who say, oh, I, you know, had a near death experience and it was hell because we've heard those stories It never occurred Mm -hmm. to me that they're manifesting Mm -hmm. it. It, it, you, I just got goosebumps again. Like, no, I just got it. I just got it. Now I understand. Now I understand. <laughs> Thank you for that. Do you hear the thunder in the background? We got in a storm. Did you hear that? The thunder? <laughs> you couldn't get any more perfect timing with that. I love it. I know. We're getting one of our afternoon storms. Okay, so... For those who are listening and and they want to do a course with you, let's talk a little bit about the SAGE method and they want to do a course. Are you teaching people how to be a medium? What, what do you teach in your course? The SAGE method is structured in such a way that it shows you what's blocking you, um, which okay. can be a challenge to walk through. But, but it, does, it does three things. It shows you what's blocking you. It explains how intuition works, the in-between, all this stuff that we've been talking about. Okay. More depth so you kind of understand how the engine runs. Yeah. And then lastly, it holds you in a space of experimenting with not only psychic but mediumship experiments. And in both Mm. of those, you try psychic abilities in 10 different ways and you try mediumship abilities in 10 different ways at the end of the course. And when you're done, you walk away from the course knowing if you're more psychic or more medium. And you also walk away Mm. from the course knowing how to best hold yourself to access your intuition. Mm. Oh, wow. Sounds really, really interesting. So then, yeah, so there are going to be some people who will start 
communicating with spirit then from the course, mm-hmm. I imagine that will, that will happen. And I like that you said that it shows people where their blocks are because that's the biggest thing to manifest. And when people are like, oh, I do all the things that everybody tells me to do and I practice and practice and nothing's coming to me. And that's because they don't realize they have so many unconscious blocks that are blocking those things from coming into you. I mean, if we're a magnet, we're attracting those things into our life you may be unconsciously blocking things because of a belief system or something that's running, you know, in, in the background that you don't even realize that's, that's running the show in your life. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I think (laughs) my favorite feedback from this course, I've been teaching the course since 2007 or 2008. And for many years I taught it in person and then I, I put it online a number of years ago, but, um, my favorite bits of feedback are the, mm-hmm. the frequent feedback where people say, I took this course to open up my intuition. And while that did happen, I ended up leaving, like finishing the course, like happier than I was yeah. before. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, because the blocks that are blocking your intuition are also the things that are causing you distress. Yeah. And we all have intuition, you know, that's, I think a gift that we're born with that comes from spirit is our intuition. And many times we don't listen to our intuition. We shut it down. And how many times have we done that? And that's gotten us in trouble, right? When you're not listening yeah, to your exactly. intuition, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. And you know it after and you're like, damn it, I knew it, right? So I love that you're you're helping people at least at minimum trust their own intuition, right? That's what they're getting at minimum when when they do work with you. But you talk something about which I find really fascinating, um, about decluttering. And why you have to do that with your intuition. I am a huge proponent of decluttering. I can't think. I can't concentrate. If my mind is cluttered, if my space is cluttered, my life is cluttered, I have such a hard time. So can you just share a little bit about that for everyone who's listening who's like, I'm, you know, why can't I hear what, you know, my own intuition, what's going on with me? (laughs) Decluttering is huge. And mental, physical, environmental, emotional, all this declutter Mm -hmm. is, uh, it's not only freeing, but it accesses your intuition. So yes, we all have intuition. Uh, I know that pop culture, no one's fault, right? But I do know that over the last 20 years, pop culture has just done this party spin on how certain people are special because they have this really strong right. intuition and it's really stuck in people's minds that, Oh, well they can do what I can't. And yeah, I, like I said, I'm the poster child. I'm the one that's like, if I can do this, you can do this. We can all do this. Yeah. It is very natural. But the thing is, is the other kind of pop culture thing that's been happening for people is that they think intuition is something that they have to either like gain or, or, you know, get better at or access. The truth is, your intuition's already cranking at a hundred percent. It's just mm-hmm. covered up. Right. And so you have to declutter it. Your intuition will start to pop, pop open. It'll start to, the doors of it will kind of start to creak open as long as you're in the process of releasing something. You don't mm. have to fix your whole life. You just yeah. got to release something. So, so what blocks our intuition? Like what blocks it? Like what are the common things that you find with your clients? The common things um, are the overwhelming, um, the overwhelming tasks 
that you have, mm-hmm. the, yeah. the painting that's hanging in your hallway that's broken that you said you were going to fix three months ago, that mm-hmm. actually pulls your attention. Anything that takes away a little bit of your energy uh, pulls mm-hmm. you a little bit away from your intuition. So it can be anything from a heavy meal to undone tasks to a dominant person in your life who's not letting you have your own space um, wow. to anything like that. If if your logical mind, if your mental state and your humanness is overburdened, mm-hmm. then your spirit is shadowed. It's 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 muddy. You can't you can't see your spirit as clearly. So the more it's like a teeter totter. On one mm-hmm. side is your spirit. On one side is your human. So you got a human life and a spirit life. The spirit life is is pure intuition, right? right. And the more you got going on in your human life. The, the 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 more that teeter totter tips and and you just can't reach that intuition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, makes total sense. Yeah, like I I I I really really get that. And the older that I get, and the more work that I do, and the more people I talk to, and the more books I read, the more it's just like the you know more pennies drop. Like another like, <laughs> oh right, <laughs> I see that now. Oh, I see that now. So um, I wanted to ask you about our spirit guides. I hear people talk about, oh, everybody has a spirit guide. Who are the spirit guides? Do we all have them? I know you're going to say yes to that. And um, how do we connect with our spirit guide? And yeah, like, how do we utilize? I mean, they're our guide, right? We should be like utilizing them. (laughs) Exactly. Who are these elusive individuals? (laughs) Right. So, So if we start before we even come here, to earth we've got there's a on the other side there's a bunch of our higher selves all hanging out together your higher self my higher self all hanging out everyone has what's considered a soul group so those that are in essence kind of closest to you your higher self yes we all make a decision we're going to come down here we're going to have a life together you're going to be my my brother you're going to be my mom you're going to be my best friend you're going to be my first husband you know you're going to be like we make these decisions and Mm -hmm. Um, we come down. Now, parts of our soul group, and this is just one example of, soul, of guides that can be possibilities for us, but parts, other individual, other souls in our soul group that mm-hmm. don't come down to this life can sometimes sign up to watch over us to make sure that we hit all of our main points here in this life. Okay. Do we ever need to talk to our guides? No, they're guiding us. They're doing their job. They're the teachers in the teacher lounge and we're the kids outside the teacher lounge pounding on the door going, hey, I want to yeah. talk to you, right? So what I tell my students is two things. In order to communicate with your, well, three. Number one, commitment. Talk to your mm-hmm. guides every day, even if it's a one-way conversation for three minutes in the car. Hey, guides, I just want to tell you I'm paying attention. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. even if it's a one-way conversation, commitment is really important. Be okay. on the team. Be on the team. Mm-hmm. That's That's part number two is, don't I, I, the temptation to ask them all the psychic questions, right? Like, what are my kids right. going to do when they grow up? Like, right. I understand that, but they they will more so answer you when the when the answer helps them as well. They have a job to watch over you and get you where you need to get to. So if you're asking them the question, "What is it you need me to know?" They're right. going to go, "Oh, well, now you've asked a question that I want to answer because it will help me help you." Got it. So. Think in terms of being on the team, because trust me, I did mm-hmm. all the questions, you know, yeah. and my guide was like, that, 
those are stupid questions. I'm like, come on, that's not stupid. <laughs> right. like, yeah, it is. He goes, ask me something meaningful. I was like, all right, well, what am I supposed to be doing? He goes, there you go. Now you're getting it. Mm. So get on the team. And then the last thing is to defocus. If you can carve out two minutes a day of just mm-hmm. resting your gaze and letting the world fall away and, and saying to your guides, hey, I'm right here. Can you Can you communicate with me? You do that on a regular basis, and you'll start to feel them, see them, and hear them. Oh, so interesting. So you actually hear or feel your spirit guide. Do we have more than one? I, I Do some people, Is it, everybody have a different amount? It just depends on the life that you've chosen for yourself? We do. They vary. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if, if someone tells you there's a set amount of guides, uh, mm-hmm. think twice about that guidance, but um, because okay. there's no limitations on the other side. Got limitations it. are a human thing, right? So if anyone tells you about limitations on the other side, that's where you got to kind of back up a little bit. But mm-hmm. we have guides that are with us our entire life. We have guides that are with us periodically. Right. Guides tend to come in closer to you and you can be more in touch with them when they are there for a reason. If you're going through a marriage, through divorce, mm-hmm. through college, learning something new, you're going to have different guides for those different situations. Yeah, that makes sense. You said something really interesting, and I always wondered, and maybe you can help me with this. So I've always believed that, too. It made so much sense to me that when before we choose to incarnate, we have certain things that we're going to accomplish in this life. Like, for example, if you want to learn how to forgive, you're going to have a lot of betrayal because you need to oh, you need to learn how to forgive. So the only way to learn how to forgive is to be betrayed, right? So, and then we have our groups that we come in with and certain people are supposed to fill certain roles. I also know that we have free will. So let's say you come in with another individual and you're supposed to learn a lesson together and that person reneged on their contract, <laughs> let's just say. What? Because <laughs> I imagine it does happen, right? Like they said, oh, I was going to do this in this life. And then in the middle of the life, they bailed out for whatever reason. Does that spirit, when they have the review, see what happened and realize, oh, I'm going to have to try that again in the next life kind of thing? Does, does my question make sense? Do you know what I mean when I'm trying to ask? It does make sense. It does make sense. Okay. There's really two levels of answers. Okay. So I'm going to give you a, like the the human level, and then I'm okay. going to give you the think about this one for a while level. Perfect. Um, so the human level answer is, yeah, this happens. It, the choices are made. The universe mm-hmm. uh, source adjusts around us to make okay. sure that somebody else will step in to make sure that our lesson is complete. Okay. So if, so if one person bails, you will uh-huh. get that lesson in a different format. Or um, okay. if, for example, you know, l- let's say I was in a, a relationship that was like narcissistic or something, mm-hmm. and I left just early mm-hmm. enough to not really learn everything, I'm probably going to have one more. Got to it. Just finally learn those last pieces, and they're not fun. Um, right. But in this lifetime, it's 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 a little bit more than learning. We want the experience of it right. as well. Right. Now, the upper level answer to this is that throughout your lifetime, there mm-hmm. is unlimited number of possibilities of paths that happen for you in every decision you make. Yeah. Meaning there is a, a, an unlimited number of of 
parallel lives that you can step into with every major decision. So when you cross over and you go through your review process, you're reviewing the exact path you completed, but Mm -hmm. there's 700 gajillion other paths that you could have taken. (laughs) Wow. So it's mind blowing, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's tough, mm-hmm. but when you said, this is what sort of triggered me to talk about this, is when you said, you know, you came down with the contract, but then they bailed mm-hmm. on the contract. Well, there mm-hmm. is another lifetime that they didn't bail on the contract that you Got also it. went through. So oh, in essence, so you kind of go through all of them, but you have a stream of consciousness on each of them. So in this stream of consciousness, you and I are talking in a wow. different stream of consciousness. I, I I got home late and missed the call, right? Wow. So, and then all of those streams of consciousness are all part of the review process for a soul. God, that's so fascinating. I could talk to you about this forever, but we only have a couple of minutes. <laughs> wow, that's so cool. So is there anything, Isabel, that you want to you wanna leave the audience with today before we wrap up? I really want to leave people with the with the knowing that their intuition is as strong as what they see in other people. They and, and it's accessible. It's accessible. You know, mm-hmm. um, I put together a free course. Um, okay. It, and I'm trying not to sound salesy on this. Sorry, but I, but I I actually put it together and I want to give it to everyone. Like okay. everyone, <laughs> if that's the only thing you ever do is that free course, it's called the top five intuitive tools. You can find it at the website. Um, okay. I want everyone to take that because oh, those awesome. tools right there will kick everyone off into using their own intuition. Thank you so much. And you can find that on the sagemethod.com, right? That's where the free course is. I'm going to sign up for it. Yeah, I'm going to do it because I'm just, just even just to, you know, learn more. You know, I love learning more things and getting more ahas. So I love it. Thank you. It's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they can find it on the website. It's uh, the spelled T-H-E, Sage, S-A-G-E, and then message.com. Oh, my God. Well, it's been such a pleasure talking to you today. You're full of knowledge. And I find it so fascinating. And I know a lot of my listeners do, too. They love this stuff, you know, because I get emails and messages about how they, oh, I love that guest that you had. Oh, I love that person. So, (laughs) and guys, yeah, connect with her because, you know, if you want to connect with your loved one or you want to learn how to connect with yes. a loved one that passed on, yes. you can learn from Isabel. Thank you. It's been so much fun talking to you today. All right, everybody, you know, check her out. Check out my workshop, Manifesting Through Gratitude. And I thank you for listening to Postcards to the Universe with Melissa, creating the life you crave. And as always, I'm wishing everyone a wonderful week filled with joy, abundance, and love. Peace. Peace.